Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for another week of DFS with Fields of Fantasy. It is now week seven. So we're rattling through the weeks and it was a bit of a crap week last week, as you'll find out. Quite a low scoring week, but well done. Can't guard Jenny is there uh, as our winner last week and followed up by Sabre Bills and Wakeboard, who had the exact same team. So they must have been using an optimizer to uh, get their teams last week. Um, But yeah, well done. You'll be on the wall of champions and uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a better week this week coming. Um, Riku's going to take you view a quick overview of the week to come. Take it away, Riku. NFL week seven. We are looking at another shorter slate due to bye week. So a few less games. In total, this week, we'll have 10 games on the main slate. Last weekend, so week six, we had a lower scoring week. I predict this will be similar as a lot of the high scoring teams was the 49ers, Eagles, particularly the Dolphins. And the Jags are off the slate. We're getting to that time of year where the weather concerns are a real thing for the NFL in week seven. Uh, this week, the top game environment is likely to be the Chiefs against the Chargers, which early in the week is predicted to be a 52-point total game, which is higher than any of the games of last weekend slate. The other games that are around that 45 mark are the Broncos against the Packers, the Seahawks against the Cardinals at 46 points, Broncos Packers is at 45 points. Generally, uh, looking at the other games on the slate, a lot of them are predicted to be quite low scoring, so around that 40 mark. Just looking at players, and I mean, everything can change based on weather, as we saw last weekend, but uh, the Browns against the 49ers. But looking at players that are predicted to be, that are going to be more expensive, and we're getting to that time of year where more players are getting priced up, so it's harder to make uh, dream lineups. We have uh, Mahomes, Allen and Herbert, all priced over the 8K mark, uh, who will be in good game environments or teams that are predicted to score a lot of points. In terms of running backs, we've got Eckler and Barkley priced over 8K and a few running backs over that 7K mark. Uh, wide receivers, Cooper Cups now going over 9,000 after only playing two games by scoring over 50 uh, fantasy points in those games. But we also have Adams, Keenan Allen and Diggs were all over that sort of 8K mark for the slate. And finally, Kelsey is priced like a wide receiver, having that 8K, costing over 8K. So I think it's going to be an interesting slate um, early on in the week. There's still a lot of things to shake out. I think the Ravens against the Lions at 43 and a half points could be an interesting game, but I think we're going to have to just look and see what's going to happen over the next few days for injuries and everything else. But we are at that stage of the season where offences are figuring out what to do and we sort of know which the good teams are. Last few weeks, we've been able to rely on the Dolphins, whether it's H.A. Most or Tyreek Hill providing lots of points. Uh, this week, it's going to be a bit more difficult to find that value and find essentially who the plays are that need to be played. But I think it's going to be a really interesting week. So good luck. Yeah, thanks very much, Riku. Insightful as always. Unfortunately, Riku can't record at the same time as us this week. So he's done the overview as normal, but it'll just be me and Dowie going through our picks this week. And 
you know, it was a rubbish week last week. Are you expecting any better this week, Dowie? You know what? It's, it's a very low scoring slate. Again, it's looking up. Like Riku said, I think there's only one game over 50 points. You got Chargers and the Chiefs, which we would think would be the shootout, but I haven't been impressed mm. with either teams this year either, so I'm not guaranteeing a shootout there, really. No, it's, this week does feel like a very hard week to read as well, doesn't it? Trying to work out where the value is. Um, so I, I think there'll be a lot of highly owned players this week because it's obvious and then there's apart from those really hard to find any differentials it's, it's like one of them isn't it one game will probably blow up yeah and it's if you pick players from that game isn't it you know that's where's the key is going to be this week target mm. a game what you might not but on paper not be attractive but if it goes off that's where if you've pivoted away from the main games you might get the win well as always we do start off at quarterback um i'm going to start us off and I'm going to start off with Geno Smith. Seahawks against the Cardinals. Cardinals are currently 28th position rank against quarterbacks. Um, you know, that is the equivalent of 22 points on average. This is a decent return when you're only spending that 6,000 on Geno Smith. You look at the seven weeks so far in the DFS League, Fields of Fantasy on DraftKings, been a low-value quarterback. No, none of the big quarterbacks have been the ones to get the actual win in the league. So, you know, I'm following that pattern as we are seven weeks through. Um, you know, Geno Smith, as I say, at six grand against Arizona, who can easily ship a load of points to quarterbacks, is a bit of a no-brainer. One person I would like to target, though, if they are fit, and they're, they're probably not going to be, but if they are fit, if I was going to pivot, I'd probably go to the Cleveland game and pick Watson. And, you know, if he's not playing, I, I might pick Walker up, you know. 26th position rank, uh, Indianapolis Colts against the quarterback. So you're looking at 20 points for your quarterback on average so far over the first six weeks. So I'm happy with that again. You know, 5,700, again, a good return. If Deshaun's not playing, we're at 4,800, even if he gets to 15 points rather than 20. I mean, he's not a very good quarterback, as we saw it this weekend. But it'd be interesting to see if he does play, if he can improve on what he did this weekend. What about yourself, Dowie? What are you thinking at quarterback this week? So for a high-end pick, I think Patrick Mahomes, 8,300. I haven't actually picked him up this season in DFS, but um, he's the best quarterback in the league playing one of the worst defensive. We know Chargers can put up points. It's probably the highest scoring game on paper. So in that terms, you know, you should look at Mahomes or Herbert really as a quarterback because it should be a shootout. Divisional matchup, they do tend to be quite high scoring games in the AFC West. So I think this could be the week where I pay up for Mahomes. Um, I think he's actually got the highest ceiling out of all quarterbacks this week. Uh, my low end quarterback, I'll go and Jordan Love, 5,800. He's been pretty inconsistent this season. He started off well for the last couple of games. Games. He's been pretty poor, but they've had the boy week now. And Green Bay should have all their weapons fit for once because, you know, Watson didn't play a few games. Aaron Jones has been injured. So, you know what? This could be the first time we see a fit Green Bay team. Also, they're playing the Broncos, whose defence hasn't been very good. I think picking someone like Jordan Love is a risk, but he's got a decent ceiling. And at 5,800, you know, hopefully he sees you into them 20 points plus. You know what? I'm all on board the Jordan Love train, I think. And I don't think it's as risky as people, as you might think, you know. Apart from his game. it's two bad weeks, hasn't it? Well, it's not even too bad. It's one bad against Vegas, but he's still got 19.64 against Detroit. And then every other one has been over 20. So at 5,800, if you get 20 points at your quarterback, you know, you're happy because you're getting a decent return and then you're putting the bulk of your money in the skill positions, which seems to be the pattern, I think, at the moment in the leagues. You know, that, that 5,000 to 6,500 
mark quarterbacks is what is winning the league. So you just follow the pattern that wins. Why would you do something else? So uh, running backs then, where are you going this week, Dowie? So I'm going to give you my high-end pick first. It's Kenneth Walker. Six touchdowns already this year in the last four games. He's had over 15 carries in the last four games. So, you know, he gets the volume. Playing against the Cardinals, I would expect maybe Seahawks to go up by a couple of touchdowns. And then, you know, Pete Carroll loves to pound the rock, don't you? You know, Kenneth Walker is showing he's elite for me. I think he's one of the best running backs in the game. He's that good. They, they drafted Charbonnet and he ain't even getting a look in. So I think Kenneth Walker would be my high-end pick at running back. My low-end pick, now I'm going to give you a choice of two, just because the injuries, we don't know what's happening. So I'm going to go with the Bears running backs. Um, Herbert's out. Dante Foreman's 4,800. And you got Roshan Johnson at 4,600. Johnson missed last week and he's going to be touch and go this week. So just keep an eye on your injury report, but target one of them two players. Um, they're playing against the Raiders who really struggled against the run against the Pats. They made Zeke Elliott look like he was in the prime of his career. The two touchdowns the Patriots got was Zeke Elliott and Stevenson both running game through the running. Raiders have actually got better as well in defence against the pass. So I would target a run. It looks like Justin Fields also is going to be out. Um, that's also one you're going to have to look at week to week. But with him being out, they're going to be forced to run the ball more as well. So And if he does play, you know he's going to be limited because it's um, a finger injury. So mm. he's not going to be airing that ball as much. So I just think the Bears have one game plan that's to run. And Raiders haven't been putting up many points, have we? So it's not going to be like one of them where we put loads of points up and they've got to throw the ball. We've just been consistently getting 20 points every game or below. So, yeah, I think but, that's a good, good game for a, a running back in a, the Bears. Well, last week was the uh, first week you got over 20 points, wasn't it? 21, and that was because of a safety. Because of a safety. So it just shows you the uh, Raiders really don't know how to score points this season. And yeah, KW3 is against the Cardinals as well. So you've got an extremely good matchup for him. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I really like him as well this season. So where I'm looking at, you know, same matchup as Chicago, I think it's going to be a poor game on the ground. Um, I think the Bears will struggle to score points and uh, Vegas might as well. But I think, you know, especially with Jimmy G uh, with his back injury, I think they're going to try and rely on Josh Jacobs even more. Um, and against Chicago, again, who is they have been absolutely turgid against the run. And generally, if you target Chicago with your running backs, uh, you've had a good return so far week on week. And I can see Jacobs uh you know, doing quite well. And I know he's also got some pass catching opportunities. If you're looking at like the average they concede against uh, running backs, you're looking at 19 and a half points, um, which, you know, I think is high enough to for Jacobs because it's not like he's in a committee. He's in a, you know, he's going to get pretty much all the work. Um, that's where I'm going if I'm going expensive. But if I'm going cheap, probably going to go with AJ Dillon, which, you know, he's actually been, I'd say quiet while Jones has been out. But last week, he did see an upturn, 20 attempts. If Jones isn't back, I think, again, they're going to try and use him on that on the ground more. And they're going to try and give him that volume. If Aaron Jones obviously comes back, then no, I wouldn't touch Dylan. I'd be touching Aaron Jones completely. Um, but I think, as I say, one of the two is where I'm probably wanting to go. I want one of them because the Denver Broncos are even worse than the Bears against the uh, run game there terrible defending on the ground 32nd they are the worst so far this season so it's an easy matchup for me and Dylan because he hasn't been he huge at heights he has got great calves 
And he hasn't been huge on his point scoring so far this season. So he's really cheap. He's only 5,300. So I think if Aaron Jones isn't there, I'm definitely playing Aaron. Uh, going to do a, a gamble on AJ Dillon. Because I don't think he's going to be particularly high owned at all. I don't think he is. And I, I think it's a good pivot away from it. Um, like DraftKings now, you're finding the prices are getting pretty much quite expensive now on the players who are good. You yeah. know, when you're going down the list and you're looking at value, there's not great value now. But I think Dillon is good value and he has that ceiling as well as long as Jones is out yeah that, and that's the key as long as Jones is out I, I, you know I've got I Jones in, you can have a good game without Jones it's just his ceiling drops I, just, I don't think you're going to get a good enough return to be able to win say our league where it's only top three pays so let's move on to wide receiver then I'm kind of matching up my quarterbacks with my wide receivers it's generally the theme that I normally go with but DK Metcalf I think is really good value at 6,800 is got the ability to get you to the 20 points marks and again playing Arizona who uh, who are just poor aren't they they're, they're terrible uh, apart from the Broncos and maybe the Panthers they're probably the one of the worst the worst team in the uh, in the football league I think the actual Cardinals are, they are conceding 23 points to wide receivers and I think uh, Metcalf can can out outperform that as well um, and I think it's time the Seahawks are doing a little bit better. I think Kenneth Walker doing so well. They haven't had to throw as much as they had to because they've managed to get a lead quite quickly. And then and then Walker's just continued with the volume throughout the games. Metcalf could quite easily get you 15, 20 points inside the first half in this game. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I like DK. I think he's great value. Yeah, yeah, and that's he's really not expensive, and you know you could go towards your cups at, for nine thousand five hundred or your or your uh, Nacal, but at seven thousand six hundred. But I think at six thousand eight hundred, he is cheap, um, and he's probably the got the best matchup in 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 that price range. Um, if I'm looking elsewhere, I find it quite hard for wide receivers this week. I'm going elsewhere. I'm going to match up my quarterback at the Browns, and I'm going to pick Amari Cooper against the Colts. Um, they, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Colts at all. Um, I think they've played some rubbish oppositions, which has made their, their position rank against wide receivers. It's only 21, when really I think it's probably higher. So I can imagine Cooper, again, 6,100, not paying huge for him, but this is the type of game where he could get you towards that 20 to 25 point week quite similar to Tennessee week in week three where he uh, went for 100 plus yards and a touchdown 27 points I think it's easy easy money there um, so that's my wide receivers but what about you thinking for wide receivers then Dowie so because I look at the Chiefs and the Chargers game being the highest scoring we know we've the Chiefs Kelsey's their main target so I, I'm going to look at the Chargers side and Keenan Allen 8,600 He's been very good this year, hasn't he? And, you know, you've got no Mike Williams. Quentin Johnston, they just don't like the look of him, I don't think. You know, I think it was two targets he had last night or two receptions. Yeah. Uh, Josh Palmer gets a bit, but, you know, Josh Palmer isn't enough. Um, Eckler, obviously, he's got to do a bit of damage, but if it's a high-scoring game, then falls through it a lot more. Um, this season, Allen's had two games over 100 yards and one game over 215 yards. So, you know, the volume's there. He's getting there. He'll get a touchdown. So I think I like him at my high-end wide receiver. If I'm going to go low-end, I'm going to target that game, but I'm going to hit the Chiefs side. Now, we all know the Chiefs wide receivers, sometimes they boom, majority they bust. But I actually like Rashi Rice, 4,700. You know in them shootouts, Mahomes got to throw the ball. It's not always going to be Kelsey. I think he's actually having a better season than people are making out. He's had 21 receptions off 28 targets and two touchdowns. 
You do see him in the red zone a lot as well. So for me, at 4,700, quite cheap. I think Royce has quite a good season there. Yeah. Um, like Keenan Allen, easy. I completely agree with Keenan Allen. 26 points on average, I think he's had this season, which is pretty high because what they play five games Yeah, against teams that we know are poor against wide receivers. So it makes sense that you're going to try and target this match if you think it's going to be a shootout as well. And we know that Mahomes, that the Chiefs haven't been particularly great against quarterbacks and wide receivers. And then, yeah, again, Rice, he's just consistent, isn't he? Like week in, week out, he's been consistent. He hasn't blown the league away, which is probably why people haven't looked at him. But he's had three weeks over the 10-point mark. Um, I would say he's probably been the best wide receiver in the Chiefs for consistency. Definitely. And he hasn't been targeted huge amounts. You know, he's had one week of seven and generally he's been around the four and five mark. But, you know, if you get that, 10 to 15 points and you're only spending a, a small amount on him then then you're happy I mean he's higher this week because of the matchup and they think it's going to be high scoring you know he's gone between 3,300 to 4,100 over the season so far but he's all the way up to 4,700 so you are paying more for him um, but the matchup is there for him and he, you know, all he needs is to get two touchdowns in this game and get an upturn on his receptions and then you could get towards that 20 25 point mark okay so onto your favorite position then dowie who are you taking at tight end well you know what i've looked at the ass no i haven't had two bad weeks I had 19 points and 12 points in the tight end position so it's paying me well and I've been taking gambles. And I'm going to take a cheap gamble this week. Just if it doesn't pay off, it doesn't pay off. But it's not costing me, really. K. Dutton, 2,900. We all know that position is a gamble. So save that money. If he gets 40 yards or even just one touchdown at 2,900, he's paid. That's all that. And Mark Watson always goes on about K. Dutton. So I wouldn't even be shocked if he's going to be Mystic Mark's pick this week at that yeah, price. Which we, which so mystic we don't know yet. So it'll be the first time I've heard it when it's edited, and the first time Dowie hears it will be when it goes live. So you'll be hearing it at the same time as Dowie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see K dot, and yeah, if he gets you ten points for two thousand nine hundred, you're more than happy because you've not, you know, spent. You can invest so much elsewhere, then can't you? You can. Um, but I have to say, I do quite like targeting tight ends against Detroit. I did like doing it last season. I quite like doing it this season. Um, and Mark Andrews is playing Detroit. And the Ravens, uh, you know, their record's pretty good so far. I, I don't think they've played as well as their record suggests. But I think this is a week where Mark Andrews can get towards the 20 to 25 points. And it's not horrendously expensive like your Kelsey's 5,700. So you're comparing, and but you are comparing Andrews then to just short of Amari Cooper. So... If you've got thinking, you're thinking to your head, who's more likely to get 20 to 25 points, an Andrews or a Cooper? And I think Andrews might this week. I think I, I like them both, obviously, because I've named them both. But I, I really do fancy Detroit. Um, well, any any tight ends against Detroit, really. So that's it. That's tight ends for us because there's only two of us. And uh, let's go to DSTs then. Another interesting week. I'm happy to start off. I went with the Commanders last week in the uh, Fields of Fancy DFS League. Do you know what? I'm going to go with the Commanders again this week. They've actually had three weeks that have been at 10 or, or over points. And I think it is another week where they will probably get 10 or more points. The New York Giants. Do I need to say anything about the New York Giants, Dowie? Really? I mean, unless you don't watch football and you just play DFS, 
then you might not know how bad the Giants have been at scoring any points at all. Am I right saying that Danny Jones might be out? He is. So again, not only is it the Giants, it's the Giants now without Danny Dimes, so they're probably going to be even worse. They're going to be hoping that Barkley stays fit, which hasn't been particularly uh, good this this year, has he really? They're sham. You know what, Giants. Even though they fluke, they were very lucky last season. Though, but you know, I didn't expect them to this be this bad. You know. Yeah, it, it, I agree. But and then and you look at the Giants last season. Barkley was fit all season and played really, really well. We've hardly seen him this season, so maybe that's got something to do with it. To be honest, did you see that one who they've brought in on the O? I'm sure it's the Giants who brought him in. See them all the Jets, and he, uh, you know, when they do the name and they say the name, what college they're from. And he said, I'm Jason Pugh, straight off the couch. Straight off the couch. Well, uh, I'll tell you, tell you what, it, it looks like the whole team's been found off the couch. You know, I really like Dable, and he did a great job last year, but yeah. he's struggling this year. Yeah, where are you going to DST then this week? I ain't going with them, but I nearly went with them. The Raiders, but I can't fucking do it because I don't trust the defence enough. But I think that's a really good game matchup against the Bears. With Fields or whoever they bring in. There's interceptions to be had against the Bears. Speaking of interceptions, I'm going to go with the team who are playing against Desmond Ridder, the Bucks. Their defense is very good, isn't it? Like they've had a really good season. Um, I really don't like Ridder. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, to be honest with you. Sure, he flashes, but he does a lot more wrong than he does right. Agreed. No, and I think the Bucks will be able to put points up against them. Arthur Smith likes to run the ball. You put up a few points against them, they have to throw it, and that's when you get your points off the Falcons because Ridder. An interception machine. Now, he did throw it a bit. Kyle Pitts had a bit of action, didn't he, last week? Kyle Pitts, um, actually, he did, yeah. Kyle Pitts looked good. And uh, so, you know, maybe they will have the ball around, but Ridder isn't the guy. And um, I, I'm I'm liking teams who are playing against him in defence now to uh, target in fantasy. Well, yeah, and, and they're playing the commanders, weren't they? And they, even though Joni Smith got some more action, Pitts got more action than you've seen. Drake London had a good game. As well, actually, so he was he's worth mentioning. Actually. The commander still got to their 10 points. I think it shows how important um, a quarterback is, though, doesn't it? In a team, yeah. because you look at the Falcons team now, young, they're a young team, but they've got Bijan, Drake London, Coyle Pitts. They're a good free triangle to have there, isn't it? Look, how many teams block them in the team? Definitely. But Ridder is just you're wasting their talent with Ridder, yeah. I think that's it. I think if they had a better quarterback at the helm, I think it. I don't think they'd be elite because I don't think. No, I don't necessarily. Think the coaching's not the as that good either, to be honest. But I think they'd be doing well. They'd be doing a hell of a lot better than they were, and they'd probably be challenging the Bucks trying to push for the division. We don't actually know how good Drake London is. We don't know how good Pitts is because we haven't even seen. Uh, we haven't even seen uh, Bijan to his elite list. I don't think. Yeah. Because you, you know what, we do go through this, like, remember when we were talking about the Broncos team two years and saying, like, Judy, Courtland mm-hmm. Sutton, saying, like, they're good. we've never seen it, have we? You know, like, it's two years on and they haven't done it. Sometimes we live in the hype and maybe they're just not it or as good as we think. Yeah, that finishes off our position picks. And quickly, we're going to then go to Mystic Mark for a couple of minutes as he gives you low value, particularly unseen pick that can make the difference in your leagues this week. Hello people out there and welcome back to Mystic Mark's Picks with me, Mark Watson. I'm here to give you the low cost, high value player of the week. And we're keeping it topical because it's spooky season. We're going with Mike Myers, sort of. 
It's Michael Mayer. It's close enough, isn't it? Um, this tight end got you 12 and a half fantasy points last week. He's going to cost you just $2,700. He had a career high in receiving yards in week five, and then he doubled that in week six. They're up against the Chicago Bears this week, and the Bears are definitely going to have to focus on Devontae Adams. His name speaks for itself. Now they've got no choice but to focus on Jacoby Myers as well, who's putting up some big numbers week after week. That is going to leave our man, Michael Mayer, well open. He's going to win you the week. You can bet your house on it. You can trust every word I say if you're crazy enough to do so. Um, the Bears are going to struggle offensively. They haven't been the best defensively. Um, I think this could be a week that the Raiders romp home to victory and our man, Michael Mayer, is going to take you all the way to the bank to cash in your DFS winnings this week. Thanks very much, Mark. That is um, our overview for this week of DFS Sunday Slate action. And of course, you can get a slice of the action by joining the DFS contest this week over at DraftKings for the Field of Fantasy League. And yep, link is in the description and top three payout. As always, $5 buy-in. Make sure you get that little bit of moo as we're coming up towards Christmas.